Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Justice a podcast exploring all areas of the justice system with me, prison philanthropist and founder of One Small Thing, Edwina Grosvenor. In this episode, I speak to Peter Sullivan from the organisation Chess in Schools and Communities, who facilitates chess clubs in male and female prisons. Peter also trained and organised the England team that participated in the World Prison Chess Championship. I'm Peter Sullivan. I'm a volunteer with Chess in Schools and Communities and I run the chess club at Wandsworth Prison. So how on earth did you get into running chess clubs in prison, first of all? <laughs> um, I actually read a couple of articles. There's um, somebody in Italy who, who does something very similar. I've been doing it for much longer. And now we're friends, actually. But I just read the article. There's a couple of quite inspirational examples in the US. And, um, yeah, I retired. Thought, what would be useful to do? I like playing chess. And it, it all went from there, really. OK. Um, and it's an extension, did you say, of chess in schools that you were involved in anyway? Or Yes. Yeah. Um, chess in schools is, is a charity and it's in over 300 schools. Okay. And before the pandemic, six prisons. So um, it, it's been going for about 11 years. And the big thing about it is it wants the whole class. It gets part of the curriculum. So it's not just sort of boys who want to play chess. It's everybody in the class who gets the chance and, okay. and really enjoys it. And that's interesting because you, you sort of mentioned boys and I, um, I'm sure lots of people listening might have the same view, which is, is chess more for men and boys? You know, because I think traditionally it's been seen that way. Are you seeing many more girls getting sort of interested in chess? Oh, or yes. Or is it still a, yes. oh, a no, male dominated? Definitely thing? traditionally it, it was dominated by men. Yeah. Um, that's changed a lot. The Queen's Gambit had a lot to do with that. Um, uh, certainly. Um yeah, and, and I think I, just going online has helped with that, I think. So, um, yeah, there's some very, very good women's chess players, and some of them have actually come in, visited Wandsworth to play the men. Um, so, yeah, that's changing a lot. And um, this month, we've actually... Um, we're doing some trial sessions at Bronzefield, the women's oh, prison. Oh, the women's prison. Is, yes. Amazing. Yeah. So tell me about how it sort of works in prison. What type of men... We'll talk about the men first, because, as you say, you've only just mm. started um, sort of working in in one women's prison, but what type of men would you have playing chess? How do they hear about you? How do they get such a sort of, you know, perk, if you like, yeah. to be able to play? I mean, it, it's very interesting because it was it was very much trial and error. When we started, um, we had no idea who would be interested. And actually, we were told to go and stand next to the the... the 
the dinner queue and we got next to the meds queue. So we got a very interesting group. Interesting. <laughs> First off, yeah. <laughs> and had you been in a prison before out of interest? I hadn't. So that must have been quite something because they can be quite chaotic. The yes. medication line and the, yes. the lunch Yes, queue. chaos would be... It's been about four years now, so I'm getting over the shock. God, talk about I have being to admit, thrown in the deep end. It's a shock at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. My wife said I was visibly shocked when I came out the I'm first I'm not surprised. Time. So yeah. what? So you're standing there and as people are sort of, you know, getting angry because they're sort of hungry or because they need their medication, you're there going, do anyone like to play chess? Yeah, we set okay. up a chess set and then people, you know, because we were different, it was, you know, it's just something different in a prison. People came over. But um, I, I think what's really struck me is the range of people we get. Um, we've had a couple with PhDs, um, a couple who earn first-class degrees in prison, and a good number can't read and write. Um, I think I think something I've learned is wonderful about chess is that people can pick it up from, from all backgrounds, um, uh, all angles, so it doesn't really make any difference to whether they're good chess players. Right, but we so you can be completely illiterate range. and be able to play. Yes, there's just... What I'm learning, I'm learning a huge amount by doing this. Yeah. And as you see people who can't play, Bronzefield was a good example, actually. Um, people just have a sight of the board. They seem to get the way the pieces move together and, and interact with each other. And yeah, there's no, I see no correlation between academic ability and, and chess playing ability. We've got some fantastic players who I think would struggle to, yeah, I know would struggle to read and write. Yeah. And there must be something in the sort of, the quietness of the game and the fact that it's thought you have to be thoughtful and is there something that's important about that on the chaos of a wing the men say that i think that is true um they've said that i mean prison it's got to be quite a harsh environment i think and it's the chess club's a bit gentler because you want to stop talking and think about your next move so it tends to be quite a it will be, I don't like it if it's silent. I want the people to enjoy themselves and feel free to, you know, to talk. There's a, a bit of chat and that's great um, and, and very educational, actually. We, we you know, we, we can teach that way. Um, but it, it is gentler and quieter. Um, there was a, during the pandemic, uh, I'm sure you know, there were times when uh, the worst of it, that the, the prisoners were locked up for 23 and a half hours a day, half an hour out. You can imagine the pandemonium. They want a shower. They want, you know, personal stuff, whatever they've run out of, they, they want to get because they've got half an hour, not of freedom, but out of their cell to get something. Right. There was a man with, with autism and he just got very distressed at loud noises and wouldn't come out of his cell. And the, the officers obviously realised that and, and were thinking about what they could do. And his mum had sent him in a chess set. So they came up to me and they said, um, you know, will you play chess against him? And I got him into the... First of all, it was just me and him. And then we got about... At that time, there was big issues with mixing and, and safety. So I think six or eight people. And he wouldn't stop talking. It was fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you only ever get glimpses. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he went. Wandsworth is a local prison, so it's quite a high turnover. But he did seem to enjoy the sessions. And... Um, I loved it because the officers, they call me sir, which some of them call me sir, which I think is very well, funny. Well, the officers do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there was no, like, sentimentality. It was just, we've got a problem. His mum sent him a chess set. You play chess. You yeah. know, let, let's try that. So it was fantastic, really. Um, but, yeah, so it is a bit quieter. Relative. It's not quiet, but it's quieter than, than just when you're out on the wing. Yeah. And how long would you, how long do you get with the men? Because does this form part of education time? As you say, time out of cell can be quite 
low at the minute. Was, yes. You know, we're coming yes. out of the COVID, but yes. different prisons are on different regimes, aren't they, yeah. at the moment. So how long would you normally have with a, a man or well, woman? It's about two hours. I feel very lucky at Wandsworth because we got the support of the, the senior management and the officers let me do it on the you know on the wings. So we can't mix wings because of the pandemic. So we, we used to run a club in the chapel and it used to go on for three hours, but not many would stay for the full three hours, but they could actually come and go. But now it's um, three of the eight wings uh, but because we can't mix the wings, so we have to go onto the wings. And we get about two hours with them. Um, yeah. One lovely room. Yeah, all the rooms are okay. All the rooms are fine because the lovely thing about chess is you just need a table. We don't always have chairs, but that's okay. They use packing cases <laughs> and things, and they don't care. They, you know, you get the chess set out. They're playing exactly. Yeah. Got to make make the yeah. most of what you have. Yes. Um, what differences? I know it's early days in the women's prisons, but um, what differences have you seen initially with chess with the women and chess with the men, if anything, actually? That's so. That's so difficult because it would be so easy to make generalisations and you're right, I've only been in twice to, at Bronzefield. I think one difference I've noticed, well, there's a confidence. If I go onto a, a wing in, in Wandsworth, four people are convinced they're the best players, <laughs> which <laughs> is, is wonderful. male thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> um, at Bronzefield, one of the, the, the players said she didn't want to come because she thought it was just for intelligent people with high IQs and that wasn't her when actually I suspect she's very intelligent and but That's decided so it was sort of above her so it was quite interesting and she did say she enjoyed it at the end um so it, that's quite different um so the women take a bit more coaxing do they to I, to get involved I think that's the that's what I'm learning after two visits. It, it's, not, it's difficult to know because, as I say, the start at Wandsworth wasn't bump-free, and, and we um, so it was. It took a bit of go, you know, a bit of time to get the numbers up there. So, but I think it, probably they would need a bit more coaxing. But the the real positive thing about Bronzefield is that the senior management are actively involved. Um, they come into the club, talk to the the players, talk to us, and um, that. Well, I think the fact that the players seem to enjoy it. The fact that the management are involved, and it's a fantastic room. It's mm. one of the best rooms I've played chess in or out of a prison, the, the, the visits hall. It's just a wonderful space. So I think, and I don't mind if they want to come across just because they enjoy a nice being in a nice space. Um, uh, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's, do, it's doing some good. Uh, they don't have to be the next grandmaster. Well, exactly. Because, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, there's one thing about chess, but, you know, there must be so many broader skills that people get and these sort of unintended consequences that maybe come from just that game. As you say, it's given a reason for the senior management team to come down and socialise, people having a nice time together, which yeah. can often be difficult in prisons. You know, nice times can sometimes be few and far between, can't they? So Exactly, yeah. I mean, one of the things I've learned is that just how hard it is to be a prison officer. Mm. I mean, the the... You're doing at least two jobs and many more than that all at the same time. So there's a security aspect, there's a welfare aspect, and they're all thrown in together. And I think the opportunity to come and, yeah, have that sort of um, – there's no agenda. They just come and chat. And if, and actually, if they talk about, um, you know, whether to take with a knight or a bishop, that's fine. They're not – you know, it's not consequential. It's just a chance to have a, a civilised conversation. And some of the officers – 
I'm sure some think it's a huge pain because we do disrupt. We want people out of their cells. But some of them... And of course, then the officers have to go and unlock them, unlock don't them they? Unlock them, exactly. Often yes. yes. times that are... Yes, at, at times that aren't great. Yes, and I've made mistakes there. Um, and but, but some of them come into actively, governors and officers. I think that is the secret at Wandsworth, that they enough of them support it, that they do support it, that it just seems to work there. Come in and play and, and chat and have a bit of banter. And um, it, it, yes, they... If an officer gets beaten, they threaten the guys with all sorts of things. Really? <laughs> they don't like being beaten. Healthy competition. <laughs> Nobody so likes being beaten. So the officers play as well, do they? Or do they not have the time to sit down and play? Is it more you and other members Most of, your... of the time they just rushed off their feet. They don't have time. Mm. Um, occasionally they can. Friday afternoons tends to be a little bit quieter. Um, I think it's usually for religious services, but at the moment with no mixing, it's very difficult to do that. So it's actually a very quiet time. And people um, people from education, governors, officers, I wouldn't say it's very frequent, but they do come and play and, and everyone seems to enjoy that. And how often are you in the prisons? Or how often would you be in Wandsworth, for example, over the course of a month? Right. We, we, well, um, the standard thing is we try and do a weekly club, but at the moment okay. we're doing three. So Thursday morning, three Friday morning. Clubs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thursday morning, thir Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Right. So there's a real um, appetite. Yeah. A wing, B wing, and D wing. So the other wings wow. complain. <laughs> yeah. I've had an email from C wing this morning, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> it's difficult with it. Yes, exactly. It's difficult with the. Um, with the mixing, but hopefully, you know, all the rules are there for good reasons. People have to be safe. But, um, uh, yeah, hopefully that will ease up soon and we can get back. The chapel, it's a big room. It's a nice place we can get. At the moment, we're getting 10, 12, 16 on a good day um, in, in the biggest room. Um, we used to get 25, 30, um, 43 was our biggest. But Stafford, there's an officer at Stafford that runs a chess club and he's got 66. So I'm hugely jealous. I, I'm desperate to go up there and visit and, and just see them and yeah, see if we can support them. I mean, they, they've done that entirely themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose the nice thing is because often there can be a problem, can't there, of um, outside agencies coming in, whether they're charities or, or sort of um, whoever, but what's so lovely about this is you can teach people to play. And if you're not there, as long as they have a chessboard, they can be playing with other men on the wings, can they? You or see, not? I think that's one of the advantages of chess. Um, if you ask people standard, what, what, why play chess? Then they'd say, oh, well, it, it's a game of consequences. You can think ahead. Um, uh, in fact, the, the men say that. Radio 1 interviewed some of the players and that's exactly what they said. They talked about patience, thinking ahead, um, a gym for the brain, one of them said. Um, and I, I wonder, all that's true, I think, and, and I think perfectly valid, but it's fun. <laughs> they don't yeah. come because they want to and, you know, be better at logic. They come because they want to beat the guy in the next cell. Yeah. So, and they can do that when, if they can get out with association. The other thing is that even if they're on a single cell on their own and locked up, there are, we've done... Well, they can get chess material and they can, as long as they've got a board uh, and a set, um, they can go through that. So during the pandemic, we've actually been emailing between 25 and 30 prisons um, puzzles. I think we're up to about 240. So there's plenty of them just to just to take, you know, um, relieve the boredom, give people some time. And the the Quaker chaplain is a force of nature at Wandsworth and has bought literally hundreds of chess sets. So when you come in, you get offered a chess set, backgammon, dominoes, cards, and um, a lot take chess sets. So there's there's plenty of sets. There's not a huge opportunity to play, but um, it's getting better. Yeah. yeah. 
And I suppose if you're in a cell with another person, then, you know, that does give you the opportunity if you get on with each other, which, of course, not all of them do. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But that's something quite nice that can be done in those awful sort of long hours of bang up. What I really love is when I see people improving. They can be awful and get a bit less awful, or they can be wonderful and get I a bit I'm more wonderful. I think I'm in that category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need improving. some serious yeah, yeah. help. <laughs> the ones that improve the most are the ones where there's two people who get the bug and want to play chess in the same cell. And in fact, one of them, he said he wasn't leaving until he got... Because I think there were 153, 149 in games. They played about 300 games. And he wasn't leaving until he got ahead. So <laughs> I think yeah. it was two weeks to leaving. But yeah, that... That's wonderful when that happens. Um, um, but even if it doesn't, if you've got puzzles, games, books, and, and we teach you the notation, then that's something you can do in your cell. I hope that's helped. I think it has helped. Well, because, of course, free time, they say, is the devil's playground, don't they? So I think, you know, the more, more of this stuff, the yeah. better, really. Um, tell me about the Chess World Champions. Oh, this was wonderful. We started running a weekly club. You know, if we can get people to play, interest them, just relieve a bit of boredom, that's um, that's great. And then out of the blue, we got um, contacted by Cook County State Penitentiary in Chicago. <laughs> right. A wonderful guy, Michael Coronman, Dr. Coronman, who is um, a full-time enrichment specialist, but a chess player in Cook County Jail. And they are pioneers of playing using chess um, to, to help uh, and getting games against other prisons. They played against the Russians. Uh, they played against Armenians. They played within, I think the, there was different counties in the US. But he was going to organise this world championship. This is 2019. There's huge problems with that. You need the internet. Well, that's forbidden. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so we worked... At, the first championship, we came last. Uh, we lost every... Game. We won some individual matches, but we lost every game. Uh, but we couldn't directly access the internet to, to yeah. play, so it was all very complicated. And when you say we, do you mean Wandsworth Prison? Yeah. Well, this was England, but Wandsworth, because that's where we got the, the, the sort of the permission to do it. Okay. So it, okay. Um, yeah. Um, made in Wandsworth. That, that was entirely Wandsworth. There's a second tournament, a warm-up tournament uh, early in 2021, where the lockdown was just too severe. We couldn't even compete. Um, and then October, we had the tournament and it, the the support from everybody, the whole prison has got to get behind that. The officers on the wing, the guys have got to get let out of their cells. It's the officers that do that. The governors, um, the, the education team, uh, the people who allowed us to, under very, very strict conditions, use the Internet, all had to be behind it. It was months of planning, cajoling, begging. Um, <laughs> It was brilliant, actually. We had a squad of six. We got two prisons, Holsley Bay um, in Suffolk and Wandsworth. So uh, a, a squad of six, two prisons, but one team, two prisons, one team. And it was so exciting. Um, first day, we won 19 games out of 20. Amazing. Yeah, we're feeling good. <laughs> now, this is the team that played seven, lost seven. Right. So there was no... There was um, no expectation. No expectation. No, no, no. <laughs> I, remember, I remember telling one of the governors, oh, we finally got permission very shortly before the tournament. And she said, oh, great, now you can, uh, there's 41 teams in it. Now you can come last out of 41, was the comment. <laughs> oh, charming. <laughs> so expectations were right down. Um, we won 19 out of 20. Um, we're dreaming. Second day, second of two days, um, you get put in much harder. You get put in two groups. We avoided the Russians, who are the best in the world at chess. Um, 
first game against Argentina. So these guys, I had a guy, he had not been off Bravo Wing for 18 months. He's playing somebody in Argentina. On the internet. On the internet. On the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was massively restricted, but but we're playing. Um, We got lucky. We, it, I was convinced we were going to lose that game and we came out winning it. And then the word went around the world that the Russians had been beaten. Now, they have won every prison competition ever. The warm-up, they won every match 4-0. So they so won every single game. So you did end up game. beating the Russians? We didn't beat the Russians. Someone else, I think it was the Philippines, beat the Russians. Okay. Um, we beat Argentina. Okay. And I remember the kiss of death was I said to the Governor one. Um, I just want to warn you, we might be the world champions. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, hold on, prisons yeah. don't do good news. What no, exactly. are you talking about? Yeah. I thought I'd to warn him because he might want to hide it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, the guys were up, you know, we were winning. Um, we lost a close game to the US. Wonderful team. And in fact, if I was going to lose to anyone, I'd like it to be the US because um, they, the Cook County organised it. And then we got wiped out by North Macedonia. And then we won a couple of games, but you need to win the group. So we couldn't quite make it back. We were, um, yeah, seventh out of 41. Um, we were seventh out of seven the first time, so we're still seventh. So we'll see how we go. But it was a great, it was a great experience, actually. It was quite funny because I got quite emotional about it. The men, not at all. I mean, they've had much worse things happen to them than lose a game of chess. So they, were enjoy- they enjoyed it. I think the thing I took away from it the most is how much like a work process it was. We had, a, we had a date, we had to be ready or not, like if you had a big conference or a, or a book coming out or a deadline. Um, we had a date, we had, inter, we had problems to solve, we had interim targets, we had you know, research to do, we were researching the other teams, um, we were working out our tactics, working out how we play, and it was all the things you would do in a, in a work environment. Um, and they rose to the challenge fantastically. I think one, you know, just one silly example of that is that um, you sort of need six impossible things before breakfast. This is a well-run B-category prison, and we needed to get the men out at lunchtime. Impossible. Yeah. We needed the internet. Impossible. We needed Zoom. <laughs> impossible. So it was... Now, Zoom, I remember saying to them, um, we need Zoom. Oh, don't worry about that. Leave it to us. We'll sort something out. And then my, I had a feeling in the pit of my stomach. I thought, what are they going to do? And they came up with this ridiculous idea that we had someone outside the prison on Zoom. They had a mobile. They'd phone the library landline. Someone would walk across, tap on the partition where we were playing. We'd get the message and it would go back the same way. So it's like, you know, Internet Superhighway meets the Pony Express. <laughs> it, was, it was so ridiculous you'd never do it. It worked. Yeah. And actually, I was actually proud because the organisers... Every prison in the world's got the same problem. I don't think there's many that are going to allow Zoom. Um, they called it the English solution. Oh, really? Now, yeah, in the 70s, I can remember the English disease, sort of, you know, but I can't remember. You know, it was wonderful that they, yeah, it was the English solution. 100% um, the men came up with that. It was fantastic. It just shows you, doesn't it, sort of, and it's so heartwarming to hear about it because it just shows you what's possible when everyone pulls together. Um, and as you say, it's very difficult to get everyone on the same page wanting the same thing to happen. But it sounds like through chess, you sort of created this sort of um, environment where everyone was pulling in the same direction. And then when everyone is pulling in the same direction, amazing things can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, Yeah. it was was wonderful, the the teamwork. Yeah, the the officers, the the governors. I mean, Horsley Bay, one of the best players, in fact, the best player, 
he was the best player in the whole tournament, actually, um, individual player, but obviously it was from Hollinsley Bay. Yes. Yeah. Um, was at Wandsworth. So I can remember going down on the train thinking, and I was going to explain this, this tournament, we need the internet, we need practice, we need to, all this, that and the other. And I just thought, I'm wasting my time. There's no way they're going to go for this. But we, the, um, the education team, um, the, the head of reducing reoffending, listened, which was wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> and, and got behind it. And it, it was fantastic. So we had ones with, yeah, all the problems of a Category B prison were solved. Then we had two prisons together. Um, yeah, it was, it's a wonderful event. I mean, next year it's going to be even better. This year it's going to be even better because there's the tournament. Um, there's a women's tournament, which we couldn't enter last year, so I'm hoping Bronzefield will be there. Oh, great. And what month a, does that happen? Well, it was October last year, so I'm October. hoping it's going to be October again. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's an under-21 tournament as well, so we got some young offenders. I, I also was... I, I did the chess club at ISIS before the pandemic, so I'm hoping we can get them or, or another young offenders institution on board so we could have three teams. That would be uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And how um, out of interest is this funded? Because I think, you know, we have a mixture of listeners and some people might be into chess, into prisons, but some people might be listening who might be um, philanthropists or have a trust and mm. foundation. You never know. Um, so out of interest, how is your work funded and does any of it come from the Ministry of Justice? Um, it, yes, it does. During the pandemic, it was all entirely on a voluntary basis. So we were down to basically two prisons and it was all voluntary. We sent email puzzles to 25 prisons. We sent hundreds of chess sets out. All that was done on a purely voluntary basis. But the standard approach, which is the same for chess in schools and communities with the schools, is that we get a trained chess tutor uh, we pay them and we we if, if uh, we get the money back from the prison. That's the plan A, if you like. Um, I think it... Yeah, there's big advantages to that. You get better quality <laughs> people, they're trained, and the prisoners, what I've learned is the thirst to learn. What's really good is when they, they want to show improvement, see improvement, and I think that structure works well. Um, so it, at the moment, it's all voluntary. But we're, as the pandemic eases, we're moving to uh, sort of basically not for profit. So we, we pay a tutor, we recoup the money um, right. where we can. Yeah. And out of interest, you know, you talked about that sort of rather wonderful yet chaotic image of sort of being by the lunch queue or by the medication queue. And have you ever felt sort of scared in that environment lots of people who listen might not have been in a prison might not quite understand the level of chaos that you and i know yeah have there been any examples of times where you I think, think I, oh. I, there have been a few i mean what i would compare it to i, I used to walk down Wilson high street to get the train to work and every now and again there'd be remember someone smashing a shop window there was people fighting and it gets a bit scary and i think the prison is the same i think you it would be wrong to pretend it's a wonderful, happy environment where everything's fine. Uh, I think you need a level of, of caution, but um, pretty rarely. I'm quite lucky at Wandsworth. Is that some very impressive physical specimens like playing chess. So <laughs> I think <laughs> <Right>. they would. <laughs> I think they'd be upset if they didn't. So yeah. uh, I think that helps. And the office is obviously very professional and and being very cautious as well. But there was a time, and the funny thing about it, this was actually at ISIS. It was all in my own head. Um, we were. It's a, it's a big atrium. It's a modern prison, big atrium. It felt like 40. It might have been 25 people coming out for the gym. 
Right? That's quite a formidable sight. The guys mm. who want to go to the gym all queuing to go out. They were on the ground floor. We were up on the first floor in a classroom, but you could see down and there's a stairway. And one of the guys broke away and just started charging up the stairs. And I can't, he was as big back to front as he was round. He was like a barrel. I mean, it's just amazing, <laughs> like a tree trunk running up the stairs. And like, there was only me and, and a, another, another chess person up there. And I, so it was us and we put up a chess board so people could see we were there. Um, he was coming up to us. <laughs> right, thinking, desperate to get to his chess, going on? chess class. And he, yeah, he, the door slams open. And he goes, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym. But before I go, we've had a massive fight on the spur. I've got to know, does the queen go on its own square? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not the most difficult chess question. So I should have said, yes, it does. But I sort of went, yes, it does, you know, because I was so pleased. So he goes out. There's all these guys downstairs and he shouts, Oi, Daryl, you're an idiot. It does go on its own square. So <laughs> <laughs> now, that was the night Liverpool were playing a big European game. It was a big big football game and the guys are arguing about chess which I thought was wonderful but actually he didn't call him an idiot but you can make up yeah <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, yeah exactly yeah. for the purposes of the podcast yeah. um <laughs> that's amazing but uh, it was so all in my head it was all in my head the fear nothing nothing nobody had done anything wrong he was he had a question he wanted it answered he, he's probably going to get taken off to the gym he didn't have much time so um it was so interesting so it does happen but I'm, I'm a bit I don't know have you been in you know, there's the morning regime. They all go back in themselves for lunch. Then there's the afternoon regime. But it's a bit like Parliament. The afternoon regime starts when the morning regime finishes, not at a set time. If it's late, I don't know what they hit the cell doors with. They're big steel cell doors. And the noise is just incredible. What, when they start when they start shutting the doors, do no, you mean? Or when... No, when the doors are shut and when the people inside start banging because right. they want to get out. Right, yeah. <laughs> It's it's quite impressive. I don't know what they hit them with, but yeah, uh, um, and it's quite disconcerting it's at times as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I don't. That's a bit. I sort of think. Well, if that if the hinges spring or something, and that person the blood's up because they're hitting that door really hard. You don't want to be the first person they meet, but but generally, no. I mean, I meet very people want to play chess. They're very keen. They're very polite. They're very almost too polite in a way. But um, uh, there's no real issues. And when you started going into Bronzefield, what what were the different feelings? Because um, I certainly, as a female, have different feelings going into a male prison compared to a female prison. Did you have, were you sort of taken aback by any of those big differences out of interest? The sort of feeling of the prison and the different kind of energy? It's so difficult for me to know. Actually, I think you're in a better position to answer that than me because I mainly know Wandsworth. I've been into Brixton, I've been into Wormwood Scrubs, Victorian prisons. Um, male, uh, but um, Bronzefield is a modern prison, so it feels very different for a start. Um, uh, it 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 did feel different, but I, it's too early for me to really know. Um, uh, yeah, the, we had a game this week. It was these people have only just learned how to play chess, and one of them was playing like nineteenth-century chess masters, like beautiful attacking. All they want to do is to attack. And the other one was actually very much more modern and really quite good at defending. And I've put the game through a computer, brought it home, analysed it, and I could use that ten times for for things that were interesting about the game. So 
I'm very hopeful about Brunswick, but it's too early really yeah. for me to know. And that's really interesting because I don't know a huge amount about chess. My seven-year-old son knows far more about it than I do. But do you talk to them about the narrative around how they play? Because that's really interesting how some are more attack and some are more defence. And, and actually... Yeah, there could be an amazing narrative around that for the players, that it's not just about moving from this square to that square. Hugely. it's um, There's a lot of, particularly the way you start the game, is a matter of style. It's like having a, buying a suit, buying a pair, you know, a, a pair of trainers, cap, something like that. There's no right and wrong. It's a matter of taste. You can be, you can roll the dice, be very aggressive. You can be very cautious. You can be somewhere between the two. You can mix your styles so people don't know what's coming. And it's very interesting watching that and and talking through that with them and, and I've got three or four ways of starting that I I use to teach and I show them all of them and say look you pick the one we can do more on this but you pick the one that suits you um yeah it, it's fascinating the time I love is when they become chess players and I, I I'm probably being a bit arrogant about that, but you can learn the moves. Right? You haven't got a clue how to play chess. You know how the pieces move. Then you sort of get the idea of how they move together and how they can defend each other so you don't just leave pieces that someone can take for nothing. And But you still don't really know how to plan or anything. But there's a point. I remember one of the early players, um, He, the castle, the rook, in the corner of the board, it was about move 26, so it was... We, all the pieces have moved from their original position and he moved it back to its starting point, which is very unusual. Two or three moves later, he captured, he snared up one of, one of the, his opponent's pieces and it was, it, it was only what happened two or three moves time that made that move make sense. When that moment comes, it's, it's very, very rewarding, I have to say. Um, it happens quite a lot, it happens quite a lot. You right. see it, yeah. And what are your um, plans for the future? Would you like to be in more prisons, you know, if, uh, you know, money was no issue, if getting into prisons was no issue, and obviously there needs to be quite a lot of um, chess players like yourself to be able to go in and deliver it. But what if you had a magic wand? Would you want this all to look like? Well, Malcolm And you Payne... can dream as big as you want because, you know, it's all about imagination. <laughs> Malcolm Payne, who runs the charity, wants to be in every school and every prison in the country. Okay, so <laughs> okay. there's the ambition. ambition. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some interest from prisons that we weren't in before the pandemic so um yeah i'm hoping that we can grow we were in six i'm hoping we can get more than that um get a foothold grow it from there um yeah people seem to like it it seems to help relieve the boredom it seems to help give people something you know purposeful to do and um yeah you can do it in your cell you can do it outside it's if we can grow it i'll be happy if if we can get in every prison in the country malcolm will be happy yeah. <laughs> and what about people on probation? Is there any scope for, I mean, I do understand the challenges of people being in the community and maybe on licence, but is there, is that something that could be thought about or is that too sort of tricky, do you think? Do you think it works better in institutional sort of settings? Chester Schools and Communities works in libraries and in old people's homes and uh, uh, We'd try anything if we thought it would work, actually. So I, we haven't done that, but um, I see no reason why... It, 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 yeah, it could be quite promising. I see mm. no reason why it wouldn't be worth trying. Chess no. clubs, exactly, in, yeah. in the community and a reason yeah. for people to get together. Mm. Um, I love the idea of sort of old people's homes as well. And of course, you could play chess anywhere. And as, as we've talked about before, the multi-generational 
um, side of life as well. When I see my seven-year-old son playing with his grandfather, he's in his 80s. You know, it's a really wonderful yes. sight, yes. isn't yes. it? Yes, It can be played anywhere. It, the men are so inventive. And during the pandemic, there were points when they couldn't play. They weren't allowed to have a board and touch the pieces and, you know, all the, the, the risks of, of um, uh, infection. So there's a thing called blindfold chess where you play without the board. They started doing that. And what, how do you do that? You, 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 are have you actually to, blindfolded. You could be, or you just don't see the board. Okay. Um, uh, it's called blindfold chess, but I think literally you just don't have a board. So someone shouts and move. The, the chess, there's chess notation, ways of calling out the chess moves. And actually, when we were practicing for the tournament, it was a day that didn't go so well. The screen went blank. Well, the, the board went blank on the computer screen that we were playing, and we were just practicing. And one of the guys played, I think he played a guy in Romania. So we're playing on the internet, could be anyone in the world. They're good enough to sign up to a chess website and play. The guy, our man, couldn't see the, the board. He played 44 moves and won the game. Now, to hold that in your head is That's just amazing. amazing. There's real... If someone can't learn the moves and they learn the moves, that's wonderful. But there is some real talent. Um, and it is interesting watching and just how inventive the guys are. They don't even need a board. They don't even need to be in the same room. They'll play. Yeah, and um, I suppose it's sort of those sorts of settings where you just have to make do sometimes. You know, challenges are put before them that we might not experience on the outside. Yes, yes. And you've just got to get on yeah, with it, haven't yeah. you? And so... There was a... I, do, I don't know if I was wrong... I don't know if I should have done this, but you, you, you must have come across observation cells where people are, they're at sufficient risk of self-harming that they, they, there's bars, but there's no steel. There's steel bars, but there's no door. Um, Perspex, I think it is. And there's an officer just keeping an eye on the per watching the person to just make sure that they don't self-harm. Those rooms, they have to be harsh for the, for the person's own safety. There can't be anything in them because they could use it to, to harm. So there's, very, there's usually a bare bed, maybe one bit of furniture. There was a guy in there just hugging his knees, rocking backwards and forwards and clearly distressed. And I, just on the spur of the moment, I was walking past. I've always got a bag full of chess sets. Um, can you play chess? He, I can't pretend it was enthusiastic, but he did nod. At least he replied. And I asked the officer, and he couldn't have the set in there, but the officer got a, um, uh, a packing case, set it up just outside the bars, put the chess set on it, and they they started playing. And I, I came so, back about... So did they, just so I understand, they played through the bars? Through the bars, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I shouldn't really say this, but luckily, one of the previous incumbents had kicked the perspex, so there was a, the perspex goes down three quarters, but the bit at the bottom... Oh, OK, yes, I did wonder. Like, yeah, how does yeah, that exactly. work? Okay, so, so there it was, was an area where... I didn't where... think he was doing it, but it was actually perfect for chess. Yeah, how amazing. <laughs> but I came back, and there were two officers, and they were just chatting about, should he move the, the bishop or the knight? Something inconsequential, but it was so gentle. And the... the this is in a, basically a semi-basement in a Victorian prison in a cell that is designed you can't hurt yourself so there's nothing in it. You, you know, you, you've seen that, how harsh that is. But the gentleness of the officers and the, the harshness of the surroundings, I, I just wish you allowed a camera. I, I, yeah. But it was, it was wonderful. Uh, you just get glimpsing, sort of fleeting glimpses. I don't know what happened. I don't know whether he carried on playing, whether, you know, how, how it turned out. But, it, yeah, it shows sort of... It was wonderful to see. What really struck in my mind there was just how gentle the officers were being, but with zero sentimentality. 
I've never seen anyone put their arm around someone and say, it'll be all right, mate, or anything like that. It's just, we've got a problem, can we solve it? Let's, you know, and, and it, was, it was wonderful to watch them, actually. And I think, you know, this really speaks to, you know, human connection and how you get people to communicate. And it doesn't have to be through putting an arm around someone and saying, you're right, tell me what your problem is. It can be done mm. in much more creative, indirect ways, mm. which is why I always think it's such a shame that, I mean, it's great that you're in there doing what you're doing. Um, and it's fantastic that there's some brilliant creative officers who get behind it and allow it to happen because there's so many fantastic officers in the system. But it, I always think it's such a missed opportunity across the estate as a whole, the prison estate as a whole, that that isn't just what happens on a daily basis. Yeah. I do understand yeah. the, again, the logistical challenges the, behind yeah. that. But, you know, these are moments of magic yeah. that should be happening much more often. I love the yoga. I've got real respect for the yoga people at Wandsworth who went in... Okay, it was awful for the prisoners and the officers during the pandemic, but it was hard to when when you've got bubbles and you can't mix and things, you can't even mix one side of a wing from another. Um, to run anything was difficult. They went in through the hard times. It was wonderful to see that, and I just know it's funny. We've got a bit of a running joke that whenever I do a chess club, they tell me how good the yoga is. <laughs> whenever I do a yoga club, they tell me the chess is. Oh no, it's not competition at all. It's I, I love both. And right. yeah, you've seen the beds. You probably need a bit of yoga to straighten you out. And, and so it's, uh, I really respect those people. And it's totally, yeah, totally different approach from chess, but it's, as you say, it's allowing connections, doing something constructive. Um, yeah, and communication. The Quaker, the Quaker um, chaplain. Not through talking. It's just incredible. She gets in uh, so much for the men. Um, Glasses. She got 200 pairs of pound line glasses because so many go in. They really should have glasses when they're outside. They haven't got them. The light's not great. What have they got to do but read? So they, they get she takes in magnifying glasses. It was Black History Month and they, we had some quite fiery texts from Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X just as the thing they were reading to check their glasses. So there's all these guys there queuing up. She gets in pens. I think if you're anywhere near Wandsworth, Poundland won't have any pens because she buys them all <laughs> <laughs> to go in. She doesn't even play chess. She's given out hundreds of chess sets. So, and there's these wonderful jigsaw puzzles where the puzzle is not what's on the cover. It's what happens next. And she gives those out. And then, what do you mean it's not the picture? You know, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, what am I meant to gonna, do with it? It's going to take up time. It's fantastic. So uh, I'm quite in awe of, I think you're right. In a perfect world, a huge amount would happen to allow connections, uh, relieve boredom. Um, it's wonderful what does go on. I think the yoga and the chaplains are amazing. Yeah. If only it was more consistent across the estates, because it sounds like, you know, where good things are happening, that's brilliant and should be applauded yeah. um, and should carry on. Um, but it's a shame there's not consistency across all the prisons, isn't it? Yes, we're working on it. <laughs> exactly. One day, Peter, we'll yes. get there. Um, listen, it's been so uplifting talking to you. And I never thought I'd talk about chess for a whole 45 minutes. Um, so thank you so much. And if people were interested to learn more about your work and, and, and chess, um, where's the best place for them to, to find you? Uh, chess in schools and communities the website um there's a huge amount on there there's a contact number great yeah, and we can put that in the footnotes of absolutely. the podcast so yes. that people can find that yes great and just thank you so much for educating me on on chess <laughs> we'll have to get you in for a set for to one of the clubs absolutely yeah. um i'm not very good but i would happily come in and embarrass even myself better. they like they like winning <laughs> thank you so much brilliant thank you 
Links relevant to this episode can be found in the pod notes below. If you enjoyed listening, we would love it if you would subscribe. Also rate, review, and best of all, share this episode. Justice is produced for one small thing by the London Podcast Company. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.